The following content is for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You are now listening to No Free Drinks, the Not Your Ordinary Dating, Relationships, and Sex Advice Podcast. Join me, Wesley, your Keeps It Real co-host. We were going out, I would say steady for like six to eight months. We just abruptly stop having sex so why are we not getting freaky like what, was, what the f- going on <laughs> so she's like no you know because um i've renewed my faith in god i know how i am like i'm not gonna get no cheeks i'm gonna cheat on you brock your nose it all co-host and then my go-to hookup one has always and will forever be tinder like it's just <laughs> like in the bathroom like who i got these five ten minutes like just <laughs> Thumb oh, game no. strong, like, <laughs> and Lena D, your no chill co-host. Oh, so do you go down on women? And there were a few men that said no, like I don't believe in that. And then I was like, oh well, I don't believe in you, so we should probably end <laughs> oh, this. Yeah, that's harsh as. F- <laughs> I mean, it's harsh as f- to say you're not going to eat my pussy out. Join us every Wednesday for all type of societal norms being turned upside down. Welcome back to No Free Drinks. This is Lena D. And I'm here with our No Free Drinks co-host. Hey, it's Wesley. Hey, guys, it's Brock. And I don't know if all of you know, um, either if you've been following us on Instagram or Facebook, a couple of weekends ago, we actually attended the Sex Expo, which we were really excited about because, of course, they're talking about sex and there's sex toys everywhere. And it was a very great experience for us to go, not just because obviously, well, I was checking out the sex toys. I'm not really sure what Brock and Wesley were doing with their time. Just browsing. Just, yeah, just browsing. Just looking People around. watching. Yeah, people watching. We had the, they, there was a chatterbait girls. I was just like, holy shit, this one is real thick. <laughs> I was looking at the chatterbait girls like. And chatterbait is like a web-based company for people that don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but that was what was cool, too, is that there were a lot of people that work within the sexual health, sex industry, um, however you define it, sex toys and stuff that were in attendance at the sex expo. It took place in Brooklyn. But one of the connections that we were able to make uh, was with uh, this company called Tanga and Dr. Chris Donahue. And the reason why we were so excited is because they just went up on stage and they started talking about masturbation. And it hadn't dawned on us that masturbation should even be a a topic for the podcast. And we had to jump on it. So we have a very fun episode for you guys today, one that aims to challenge all of the norms that we normally talk about, uh, especially when it comes to a little menage a moi action. So uh, I'll give you a little bit of a context because I think it's important for you guys to know who we're going to be talking to. So we're going to tell you a little bit about Tanga as well as uh, the United States of Masturbation Survey, which is a survey that they hold annually to get a sense of how people feel about masturbation within the United States. And then we'll also bring you an interview with Dr. Chris Donahue to talk more about some of the topics and questions that we had about masturbation. Um, so to start, Tenga is actually a Japanese-based sex toy company. I actually hadn't heard about them before. Had you guys heard of Tenga before? I did not until then. Nah. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, so it was awesome that they were there because otherwise we wouldn't have learned about them. But what's really cool about their brand, well, a couple things that I find really cool. One of them is that their overall motto and their overall goal is to really change how people think about sexual health and wellness into actually making it culturally acceptable to talk about masturbation because it's something that everybody does and it's healthy. And unfortunately, in society, we just don't have enough conversations focused around it. So that's why we're doing the episode. Another thing that's really cool about them is that their products actually don't mimic human anatomy per se. So instead, they focus on what is going to be pleasurable to you and they design the products to offer you a very different experience than what you would normally feel, I guess, when you're doing person-to-person contact, person-to-person contact and uh, intercourse. So that's also really cool that they really think about design and how the elements of design can end up enhancing your masturbation experience. And finally, the last thing that's cool, and it's really tied into the survey, is that they want the conversation of masturbation to change from secretive to celebratory. And because of that, it's all about the survey and really making people feel more comfortable about talking of masturbation and also their toys, which makes it more fun to masturbate and potentially talk to other people about. Hey, and celebrate. <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to say You want to bring out in song just now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were really excited for that. And we just couldn't believe that we hadn't thought about this topic before. And I mean, I think it's an awesome topic to talk about because most of the time I would say that my friends aren't comfortable talking about masturbation, even though they're very comfortable talking about other guys that they've slept with, women that they've been with. But masturbation has always been like the secretive topic. And sometimes it's interesting to learn, at least I when, when I do have the few girlfriends that do talk about masturbation with me. It's interesting to see like what they're doing or like learn about the toys that they're using just because it gives me another point of view of like, oh, I didn't even hear of that brand or I haven't heard of doing that. Um, And it allows me to continue to explore my body in different ways and ways that I haven't thought about exploring my body. And it's exciting. So I like talking about masturbation. So I'm one of those few that's comfortable talking about it. The the few. (laughs) Very, very few. (laughs) I don't know. It's uh, masturbation is an interesting topic. Like most of us have masturbated at some point or another. Most of us still masturbate uh, regularly or every once in a while. Um, But I think, yeah, it's pretty important. Like you have to know your own body before you can have sex with someone else and expect them to know your body. So I think it's very helpful in that regard. Although, yeah, I don't talk to anyone else about me masturbating. No. Significant other is probably the only person, but other than that, it's just TMI. Like, I don't need to know when you masturbate, how you masturbate. I don't even know none of that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's against guy code. Don't. Yeah. Really? No. It's against guy code. It's a guy code thing? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been friends with my guys for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Nah. Yeah. I mean, we'll joke about it. Like, hey, well, like, I wouldn't say the jokes because they're kind of lewd, but <laughs> um, but we'll joke around about it. But the the subject of masturbation and like, oh, like it it can do this and that that never really comes up. 
So I don't know if that's a product because like, you know, we're black and Latina and or I just don't know. It's just culturally we don't talk about it. So, yeah. 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 Culturally I agree. I've never talked about it with my family. I mean when I say my family, I mean my parents. <laughs> um with my brothers, I think it's different. We do talk about it and we make jokes and um it was funny because I was I sent a little clip of the Tanga products to my brothers and said, Hey, look, this we got these cool things. And they were just like, what is that? Like, they just didn't understand the concept of a male sex toy. So I had to send them a link, which explained what it was. And then after that, they were like, oh, send them eggs over. (laughs) (laughs) It is interesting they picked. So, yeah, so Tanga's products, a lot of their one-time use masturbation tools are in the shape of an egg, which is interesting that they picked an an egg egg for that. It's cute, though. I mean, I think it's cute. I don't know about guys, but I think there's different details that guys and, and ladies pay yeah, attention to. We're not going to. On into that. In this episode. <laughs> 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 yeah, so we just wanted to um, go over the, the fun facts uh, that resulted from the survey uh, that Tenga did. And this is the from their most recent one. So, obviously, one of the leading questions was, how many times a week do you masturbate? And 48% of those who masturbate, masturbate at least once per week, and including 23% who masturbate four times a week. Yeah. So just less than one out of every four Americans masturbate four times a week, which is just every other day. It's not that hard. Like You know yourself the best, so it doesn't take forever to masturbate, <laughs> like, unless you just constantly go into materials. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> And so here are like some of the benefits for those of us who do masturbate at least four times a week. Number one, you go to the doctor less often due to illness or injury. You probably you're just loose and limber and just happy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, two, you have higher body confidence, which I can see as well. Yeah. You're uh, feeling yourself. Exactly. That's right. Literally and figuratively. You just, you just, just <laughs> shit. You're just walking out like ain't nothing can stop me. <laughs> um, number three, you're more likely to be employed, which is an interesting one. I'll take that. And yeah, I can take that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> higher, higher, <laughs> higher income. Yeah. Exactly. Take more, I'll take more money to masturbate. <laughs> and four, you have three times as more orgasms, which is probably the more important one on that list. Yeah, definitely. So... Go out there, masturbate, guys. And then some other fun facts that came out of this survey. So we kind of touched upon it. Lena D talks about masturbation. Wesley and I don't. So nearly 50% of Americans think that talking about masturbation would make society better, especially what's going on in today's world, all the natural disasters and and uh, loss of life, unfortunately, due to other circumstances around the country. But only 28% are having these conversations with friends. So although most people think it's helpful, most people don't actually follow through with that. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there. And then some, what are some of the leading factors of why people masturbate? Number, we'll say 1A because it's 21% and the second one is 20%. So the, the number one reason is to achieve sexual pleasure on the persons with just by yourself. You don't need no one else. So just do you. The second one at 20% is to relieve stress or just to relax. You had a long or shitty day at work. You're just feeling angry. Fantasy team just <laughs> lost. 
You just want to bust one now, and you're just, you're just happy as shit. You're just like, all right, go about my business. Cool. I'm going to get this W next week. And just keep it moving. 9% um, to help me sleep. So I've to, done that before. To help you sleep? Yes. When I, I think have- this- I have trouble sleeping. I'll just if I don't if I can't do anything else, like I'll just masturbate and it helps me sleep. I guess the 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 glass of milk thing doesn't work. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a common one. And then number four coming in at five percent because I'm bored. Which yeah, <laughs> idle idle fingers, idle hands, just <laughs> no gets to working. <laughs> don't watch that new movie on Netflix. <laughs> couple more so what gets us there so i guess what what do we use to to reach an orgasm while we masturbate number one is videos about three quarters i'm I mean, clapping my hands yeah it's, that, it's, that is true all the porn yeah 2017 man, it's way too much porn videos out there for you to be using still images <laughs> trying to piece it together like a comic book like just use the videos um number two about <laughs> about half the people use their imagination which Good yeah. for you. That's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a but lot of work. That was like when I was a kid. You, you have know? to have a pretty vivid imagination. I had to have a vivid imagination. Because yeah. like that 56K, you know, that speed on the night. The AOL. Was not- mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <That> was not- <laughs> Who's on the phone? Uh, nobody. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, we've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at number three, about a third of the survey uh, respondents said they still use pictures. Oh, man. All them old. All those. All those selfies and things. selfies yeah, and nudes, send me nudes, send me nudes. Yeah, and then about a fifth, twenty-one percent use toys, which is obviously uh, it's just straight up just one. toys, no no visual stimuli. <laughs> just, just straight just, up, just toys. put it on a clip. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah damn. I mean, if you don't have time, sometimes you, mean, it's you always if you if you're there right now, you might as well put the time in and make it right. <laughs> That's true. You gotta but if it takes longer, well. If it takes longer, that's why, because you're only using just toys. <laughs> <laughs> you're not using any visual stimulus. Yeah, you need to like bookmark some shit or yeah. something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All right. And um, what do we fantasize about when while we're masturbating? This is a very inter- interesting one. So it's uh came out to top five answers. Oh, let me stop you there. I've done all of the above, by the way. Oh, this is gonna be. Oh, I gotta know the, what the last one is. All right. yeah. So coming in number one, twenty-five uh, percent uh, fantasize about their significant other. Makes sense. Seventeen percent fantasize about a person they know. Also makes sense. Eleven percent, a little weird. A person they met once. You're yeah. Just like you just take a mental image. Like, snap, snap. All right. <laughs> Put it in the You're my brain in now. Brain and use that shit later. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need permission. <laughs> Number ten, a celeb or public figure. Feels though we all have like a a fave five of celebrities. Yep. And the last one, which I need to know, nine percent, a fictional character. Oh man. So who's your fictional character, Wesley? Man, I don't want to say. Too late. You already too said late. you did all of that. I gotta it. say. Now you gotta say it. Oh man, y'all put me on the spot. You better not be no Disney character. No, That's no, weird no. You shit. know who it was? You know who it was? Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. Because she's sexy as fuck. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. She had the dual berettas and stuff. She was ready. She was like an Indiana Jones, like a female Indiana Jones, man. Okay. Awesome. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. All right, and we also have a further dive into demographics by race for. Um, the respondents. So first off, by race, we have 
76% of Latinos agree that masturbation is good for health, followed by 65% of whites, and lastly, 59% of blacks. Then we have what time of day. Blacks coming in at 22% prefer the morning. You know, get that nut out before work. <laughs> in case you know your boss may be on your ass. You know, just, just a little happier going into it. 16% of Latinos uh, like to masturbate in the morning, followed by a close third, 15% of whites. Then um, the survey also looked at those who are in a committed relationship who are most uh, open to talking about the significant other about masturbation. And once again, Latinos leading the pack at 68% followed by 56% of whites and close third, 54% of blacks. Now, probably one of the more important ones is a breakdown of who received sex ed in school, which is very important for just making uh, important life decisions. And that, um, once again, the top is 73% of Latinos, followed by 62% of whites and 60% of blacks. And another thing we also wanted to point out is the age breakdown, which is probably where we saw the biggest differences between the races. So about 61% of the uh, survey respondents of the Latinos were millennials, whereas uh, only 24% of whites and only 39% of blacks. So that's where we saw the biggest discrepancy in terms of generations. So millennials versus Gen X versus uh, baby boomers. So, yeah, so those are just the fun facts of the survey that Tenga does annually. So, I mean. That's pretty interesting that when you look at the ethnicity breakout or race breakout, well, Latino is the ethnicity, the other two are considered race, that they got a majority of Latino millennials to take the survey. So it makes us seem much more progressive. So I think as a, as an ethnic group, uh, people that are now either assimilated to the U.S. or like were born in the U.S. clearly are the ones that are more open-minded about talking about masturbation and obviously like influencing the results of the survey. But it's really interesting because I know that the generation right before mine, so like my parents, like that is like not a topic of yeah, conversation that shouldn't at happen. all. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really cool that um, that they at least got that insights and you can see that there is some progress being made, but I think there's still a lot of work to be done. Agreed. Yeah, definitely agree. All right, everybody. I definitely would like to introduce our guests, of course, Dr. Chris Donahue. Dr. Chris Donahue is a doctor of clinical sexology and human sexuality, certified sex therapist, licensed clinical therapist, and a doctoral trained in clinical psychology. He continues to run a private practice out of Los Angeles. Dr. Chris specializes in individual and couple sex and marital therapy, as well as sexual compulsivity, sexual anorexia, sexual dysfunction, and non-traditional sexuality, identities, and relationships. Dr. Chris has been regularly featured as an expert on the VH1's Amber, the Amber Rose Show, regularly appears on segments that include CBS, The Doctors, WE Sex Box, Logos TV, Bad Sex. He's also been featured on Newsweek, National Geographic, on CNN, OWN, and Dr. Drew's Life Changers, and many more. And one of Dr. Chris's goals is to elevate the conversation around masturbation and help foster cultural acceptance with the aid of Tenga's 2016 United States of Masturbation, a recent survey that focused on masturbation behaviors. 
And Dr. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. We met at Sex Expo a couple of weeks ago, and it's great to have you on No Free Drinks Now, where we can talk a little bit more about masturbation. So thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Really excited to talk about this. And you know that our podcast really focuses on challenging the norms in society around different topics, and masturbation is a great one. That Um, is my shared mission, challenging the norms. Awesome. So that's why I'm so excited to have you here because we're both, we, 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 we got this, like Try we're on the same page. And the first question is actually related to some of the results coming from the United States of masturbation that was done by Tenga. And one of the specific areas is that people are actually, people know and they have the point of view that it's beneficial to talk about masturbation more openly, yet only 28% of people said that they actually have engaged in a conversation regarding that. Yeah, and as a sex therapist, that is heartbreaking. Um, I believe, you know, we live in a culture that's still very sex-phobic, even though it's so Mm hypersexual, it's still very sex-phobic. And our sexuality is such an important part of who we are. And, you know, as a therapist, if there's a part of ourselves that we have shame or guilt around that we're not willing to talk about, that's going to affect you on all levels, but mm-hmm. also in your relationships. And, you know, the study also showed that only 50 for, and only 54% of people are comfortable talking to their significant others about masturbation. Now, if you are not comfortable talking about that to your partner, what else are you not comfortable talking about sexually? Right. Right. Like that's a problem. So I tell people, if you can talk to your partner about that, you can talk about a lot of things because masturbation is still that thing where we think it's for single people or people that can't get, you know, get a girl or get a guy. And it's something you do if you're lonely. And it's like, no, it's a really important, legitimate thing. And it's so true. And do you feel that, have you seen in your experience that depending on like cultural background, that there might be additional sort of taboo Mm. and red tape around it? Sure is. Yeah. Culturally, there's a lot of people that come from a background where masturbation is not for a man. It's, it's, um, you know, toxic masculinity. It's shameful. Why can't you get a girl machismo? Like you should be able to get out there and land someone. And again, it's illegitimized. It's the whole idea that it's just not a true form of sexuality or it's something immature. And there are people that masturbation is their sexual orientation. Not everyone's oriented towards partnered sex or wants that. And that's okay. And you know, through your lifespan and the phases of your relationship, there's going to be times where due to a medication or a trauma or depression where partnered sex isn't going to make sense to you. or you are not going to necessarily want that. And masturbation is that, you know, resource and tool for you. Yeah. And a part of it is being comfortable with it yourself. But like, as you said, it's also very important to make sure that your partner is aware of it and that as a partnership, you guys are well aware of the fact that this is natural and it's nothing that's, you know, should be dinged on. Yeah. And, and even if it's not natural, I, you know, it's funny. So I, I put a book out a year and a half ago. And one of the important things I talked about was that culturally we're so obsessed with the word natural as though that makes something more meaningful or okay. Mm-hmm. And I want people to just be liberated and authentic and confident in whatever is arousing to them. As long as it's consensual and compassionate game on. And Again, masturbation is just seen as this thing that I don't want anyone to find out I'm doing. And the study also showed that the three main reasons why people aren't masturbating more is they're afraid of someone seeing them, hearing them, or they think they're going to do it too much. Okay. Um, I understand not wanting to have someone walk in on you while you're masturbating. Like we have a lot of work to get to a place where you're cool with the door flying open and there you are, you know, but... 
being heard or doing it too much, that just brings me back to our sex phobic culture where we have these made up clinical terms like sex addiction and porn addiction, which aren't real. Um, and we're just shaming people and really healthy people masturbate frequently. It's good for your body. It's good for your anatomy. It's good for your psychology. For sure. And I think the, I think the benefits that are associated to health are actually a starting point to really debunking a lot of the stigma that's right. been surrounded around masturbation. And if it's a conversation that you're having with a doctor, for example, yeah. so if you're going in for your checkup and it's something that they bring up, I think that that's probably one of the places where we can start um, moving the movement in the right direction. But I think what other people don't really realize is that there's sexual benefits to masturbating. So can you talk a sure. little bit about that for men and women yeah. and sort of whether that's uh, psychological or more scientific in nature? <clears throat> oh yeah. Good question. So, um, okay. It's both. I mean, the, the easy biological answer is that your sexual anatomy and your pelvic floor muscles, which are the muscles that kind of surround everything from your vaginal area all the way down around your anus, those muscles need use right? And they need to be strengthened. And as we get older, um, vaginal tone and tightness and lubrication, that all maintains itself through sexuality. And masturbation is a part of that. And same thing for the male body. And so as we age, it's even more important that we're masturbating, keeping those muscles strong and toned. But psychologically, you know, right now our most prioritized and favorite relational style is still monogamy. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a relationship with another partner, it's not always going to be someone who wants sex the same way as you want as often as you want it. And so psychologically, it's really important and healthy to have access to sex on your own with yourself. I work with patients where they want sex maybe every day and their partner doesn't. That's how they can be sexual and still maybe be monogamous mm -hmm. or they're aroused by things that their partner isn't. And it's through their sex life with themselves, through fantasy or pornography that they get to partake in that. And that yet again helps them stay monogamous. But unfortunately, there are some people that are in relationships or marriages where their significant other feels like masturbation or porn is cheating or mm -hmm. it's anti-relationship. And I have them understand that, no, it is part of how they can stay in that relationship monogamous with you. It's so true. I was actually going to ask you right about that topic because I've yeah. had various stories, not just through friends and acquaintances, but even on YouTube, there's been like these pranks where the boyfriend's masturbating and the girl <laughs> finds and walks in on him and she's completely pissed. Like she's like cursing him out. You're cheating on me. For people that do find themselves yeah. in a situation, do you have some practical advice on how they can bridge that gap in misunderstanding? Yeah. Um, gosh, I wish I had like a quick answer. The long answer is that Healthy relationships have the capacity to calmly talk about difficult things. And if you can't calmly sit down with your significant other and talk to them about how you feel around their masturbation, whether you're the masturbator or the non-masturbator, then I'm worried about your general relational health because okay. relationships means, to be in a relationship means to have to talk about difficult things. And true intimacy is when you talk about difficult things. So if I'm in a relationship with you and we're always talking about good, easy, comfortable things, we're not really building a lot of intimacy. But when I can sit down and say to you, I really care about you and I care about our relationship, so I'm gonna tell you something difficult to hear and difficult to say, that's when I'm really being known and being vulnerable. And so to say to someone, your masturbation habits are hard for me to be aware of, or to say to someone, I want to let you know about my masturbation habits and what I'm thinking about. That's actually someone saying I care about you. So yeah. I want someone to say thank you. It might not be what I want to hear, but like thank you for caring enough about me to come to me and tell me how you think about this and let's talk about it. But the, the solution isn't to get your partner to stop doing it. The solution would be for you to understand the role it plays and that they're doing it in order to honor their sexuality and also still be with you. 
and that it's not a competition. Yeah, and I think it's it starts with yourself. So whether you're the partner that's not masturbating right. or the partner that is masturbating and sort of just being empathetic to a starting point and understanding that. And just be empathetic, period, as a partner. Like if I had to talk about what are the number one things people need more in relationships, it's empathy. Not everything's an attack on you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because you're in a relationship, you're impacted and you have feelings about things, but bring more empathy in in general, and especially around sex, because people feel so shamed mm-hmm. that to say to someone, your masturbation habits upset me, you're asking them to be vulnerable and to be honest, and so just be empathetic about that conversation. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice for people in relationships. And one of the other pieces, too, that I wanted to get into for the person that's not masturbating, so like that percentage of people that took the survey... being in New York City being from cities like people are always saying that they're too busy they're on the go do you have any practical advice for those people that just automatically write it off that it's because they're too busy and that's the excuse oh man I so the people that are too busy to masturbate are probably the two the people that are too busy for a lot of things that are important part of relationship and self-care and I worry about that we live in a culture where we over prioritize work and I, I, I don't agree with that. So I put human values before business values. And so I'm the guy that says, you know, we're all about saying, oh, that's codependent if your relationship is a priority and you're so enmeshed. But we have no word for work codependence where mm-hmm. I think it is not okay if you're never around or available or you're always tired because you're working so hard. I don't think that's a great thing. I'm not, you know, impressed by that. I am impressed by people that prioritize their relationships. And I am impressed by people that prioritize pleasure and self-care and things like sexuality. That's a really big, bold act of self-esteem in our capitalist, productive, obsessed culture. So I would say to them, you're working too much. If you're telling me you don't have time to take care of yourself or enjoy yourself, that's a problem. Whether it's watching football, Real Housewives Marathon, or masturbating or going on dates, those things should be as important to you as work. Yeah, it's so important. And I think that's probably why people just don't assume that it's just part of their daily routine or it should be a part of their daily routine. Well, because we're so obsessed with everything of value we think has to have a goal or something productive associated with it or some gain. And even though masturbation does, sometimes it doesn't. And that still makes it valuable. Not everything has to have some big, bold outcome. Sometimes we do things just because they feel good. We're afraid of leisure and pleasure and... Yeah, lay on the couch and watch four hours of Real Housewives. Lay on the couch and masturbate for four hours. You know, if you're allowed to watch the game on Sunday all day, you're allowed to masturbate and watch porn all day, you know? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I enjoy it. I'm a big fan of it. I'm always, (laughs) (laughs) I'm part of the 41% of women. You're like, you don't got to tell me, dude. I get (laughs) it. I know. I'm part of the 41% of women that's always been very actively looking at different toys and like sort of exploring what I like. And I think it's always been an entry point of how I can build a better sexual relationship with my partner. And an entry point into how you can just have confidence in general. If If you as a female or a person in the world can go into a sex boutique confidently, be seen going in and out, taking time every day to walk around, see what products are available, touch them, ask questions. You can then go out in the world and do a lot of other things confidently because there's still a lot of shame and stigma around that. So I love that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's well like done. one of my big things. Well I try done. to get more of my girlfriends to do it. Yo, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you can bring your friends in there or a partner in there, that's a really beautiful form of vulnerability, intimacy building, confidence for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I think it's interesting though. Like, so we, we got into the conversation around sex toys and right. like going to the boutique. So I saw that a percent more women are actually sex toy owners than men are. Sure are. And so a huge percentage difference. Yeah. That's a huge difference. But then when we look at who's actually masturbating more often, more men, more men are doing it yeah. than women. So do you have thoughts on what yeah. drives those gender gaps? Sure do. I, okay. So 
I I don't in general I'm I'm going to but I don't in general like talking about gender differences because okay. I don't s- support the concept of gender really. Okay, got There's it. There's just not a universal male or female, but nonetheless, for uh, those people that are yes. taking the baby steps, dudes are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> like I really believe it's because guys are lazy. They just want to quote unquote rub one out and get it done. A guy doesn't want to take the time to go purchase something and clean it and let it air dry and go, you know what I mean? They just want to yeah. rub it out and be done where women are more willing to do self-care. Women will take a bath. Um, they will, you know, they'll pay attention to all the nuances and men, men don't men, you know, men are afraid of sexuality there. We can be very hypersexual, but we're also afraid of sexuality. I'll say to a guy, if I'm working with a male and female couple in my office, if I say to the female, what makes you feel sexy? She'll tell me what she could put on in terms of music, what she could wear, how mm-hmm. she likes to stand. If you say to a guy, what makes you feel sexy? He doesn't know. <laughs> like what, what, what underwear makes you feel sexy? He'll be like, what? I'm like, what music? He'll be like, huh? You know what I mean? Like guys don't understand sensuality as much as females do. And so I think there's something about that in there. And um, that's why I work with Tanga. You know, they are aware of that. They're also aware of the idea that to, for a male to purchase a sex product, a guy is saying, I do take this seriously. This is important to me. I do a value. You know, I'm purchasing this product. But they also have things like the Tanga egg, which are one use. Right. So you don't you, have to worry about the, the cleanup. The lube is in the egg itself. Like you, it couldn't get any more basic. You unwrap the egg. The lube is in there. You squeeze it in there. You masturbate with it. You can masturbate, shoot in it. You throw it away. You're done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like there are easier ways, but I just think it's also, yeah, men, men can be lazy around things. Yeah. That's part of it. I think it's, I think in that case, it's like they just need some sort of, I don't know if it's push or just awareness more of it. Yeah. Like, can you talk a little bit about like that men that are lazy and if I'm assuming that with toys, at least for me, like a self pleasure with my hand yeah. is very different than self pleasure with for a toy. Sure. And sure. it's actually unlocked things that I never knew were possible in terms of like what I find very enjoyable or what I can then coach a partner to do with me. And then it's even better. See, I love that. And that's what someone was talking about yesterday is uh, she was saying that's through her masturbatory, lifestyle habits, patterns that she also realized different things about herself. And I think that that is something that men that either don't prioritize masturbation the way we're talking about, they miss out on that. Um, and that's why I say to people like go to a sex boutique and wander around, see what grabs your eye or turns you on that you had never realized did or could or would. And through using different masturbation toys and aids, you also realize different parts of your body, like different stimulation. So, you know, vibrators, most guys are like, that's for chicks. Well, guys have a lot of areas that if you put a vibrator there, it's going to feel really good. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the perennial area between your penis and your anus, that whole area has a lot of nerve endings. And to put something vibrating on that area feels great. Also feels great to have it stimulated with someone's tongue. But a lot of guys are like, penis only. Like, this yeah. the only area. <laughs> and they don't realize that vibration, stimulation, touch over their whole body can be very pleasurable. Um, and different forms of stroking. And some men don't masturbate with lube. And so using lube with a sex toy for some guys is like a new level of like arousal and stimulation. I mean, it's quite fascinating. Yeah, I think it's all about being open-minded. And you kind of made me laugh when you talked about the perineum and like using vibration and stuff. Because we actually did, on a previous episode, talk about prostate stimulation with men. Yeah. and uh, That is the next frontier, but I mean, it's hard to find... You know, people that are willing to jump on board. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Both my co-hosts, Wesley and Brock, were just like not having it. They're like, we're good. <laughs> closing up for closing up for the night. Shop's closed. And it's like, no, they're like, we're good. Everything yeah. else works fine. But it's so <laughs> interesting because, you know, what you're really saying to them is like, hey, um, there's this other source of pleasure for you. And why would someone not want to... In- 
take that exactly. on. Exactly. Yes. That's well, exactly what I it's, said to it's, them. It's immediately back to, you know, toxic masculinity, which is this idea that men have to operate a certain way sexually and some homophobia is in there because that areas associated with, you know, male on male sex. And so you will know we're doing better culturally around gender when guys are willing to get anal stimulation. Like it's such an odd thing to say, but that's a huge part of it. Yeah. And there's so much vulnerability in, I'll say this, there's a lot of vulnerability in being penetrated by someone. And so there's intimacy and vulnerability in that. And if a guy is open to that, there's something powerful in that. Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's all the stigma. And, For sure. But it's taking baby steps. Sure. And part of also taking baby steps, it's like, let's take those people that currently aren't masturbating. Like, right. what are some things that people that are still kind of open to the idea, but they're not really quite sure what to do or how to start. Like, do you have any advice for people like that? Explore. Because those people probably don't understand what's completely available and what's possible. And so I'd say to them, either go online to a site, but more powerfully go to a sex boutique and take some time, wander, really ask questions. If you see something, you don't know what it is or what it does. Even if you think it's for females and you're a male, ask Learn more. It'll help you just in service of your sex life with your partner. You might get something for her, but wander around and, and you might not learn anything new, but just take the time to prioritize it in that way. And I would say to them also purchase something, make it your goal that I'm going to prioritize masturbation and really make it a goal and work on, you know, bring that into my life, go there and say, I'm going to leave with something. And I will absolutely have engaged the salespeople. You know, a lot of the sex boutiques these days, they have a really highly trained staff. And they can really answer your questions, walk you through things, um, make it an experience, you know, go explore. Yeah, I think you have to start with, and I mean, there's so many resources online as yes. well where you can read and, and sort of. But I want it more impactful. I want you, you want to go to, to the store, okay. see a person in front of you, ask questions, walk around, see what turns you on. I mean, I've sent couples there for bonding and to really raise their like sex positivity and it helped push through some shame. And they'll say like, we saw some toys that we, weren't really aware of or really didn't realize that we were kind of turned on, but we were looking at them and we saw it getting a little warm between us. So we purchased it and took it home and we played with it. And now we can't wait to go back and find something else. Oh, and yes, it awesome. can become a whole, yeah, a lifestyle. Yeah. No, I, that's the best part. It's like once you start doing it and then Ooh. it's a, it just becomes a part of how you spend time together sure. and it's a completely different experience from anything else that you do, whether it's going to the park, grabbing yeah. lunch. Yeah. Um, so just to wrap it up, I know that you mentioned um, some of the work that you do with Tenga already right. on, earlier in the interview, but I wanted mm-hmm. you to talk a little, a lot about why you love the brand and sure. why you think what they're doing is new and different. Yeah. So the, you know, my, my comfort in partnering with a brand like Tenga is because their mission is about changing the conversation around masturbation. They want to elevate it. Um, they want us to talk about it more confidently. And that really aligns with my work as a sex therapist and an mm-hmm. activist where I'm also trying to do the same thing. I'm working very much on sexual health and sexual liberation and that's what they're trying to do. Um, and so it was a beautiful partnership, you know, missions aligned, uh, really great people to work with. Their product is also just beautiful. It's very, um, architecturally stunning and their whole reason for doing products that don't look like anatomy is they're trying to drive home the message that this isn't about replacing a partner. This isn't about partnered sex it's its own separate thing and so the toys are just about giving you pleasure they're not supposed to look like a penis or a vagina they're trying to separate out from that yeah. and and highlight that this is something else something different so beautiful company that's awesome yeah like we got a chance to see some of the toys right it's and not it's not what you'd expect them to necessarily it's not at like. all but it's yeah. very functional and yep. i think it 
things it, it kind of like it got me thinking about like oh i could probably do this to the toy and then yes. use it as something else oh yeah yeah um, it's like a transformer it's like i can use it in other ways, <laughs> so and ways. inventive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was actually gonna recommend it as like the egg as a trick um probably i don't know if i'm gonna get in trouble for saying this but i thought about cutting the tip off yeah. so that it, you can use it more as like a oh shaft. for sure oh and yeah and then if you're kind of like not somebody that wants to deep throat a man yeah. or if like you're kind of finicky about giving oral you can use that as a tool to help you out too and then it's going to be pleasurable both for you because you're more comfortable and then for your partner that's yes. obviously enjoying something new you got a creative mind there, sexual creative mind. I like that. You're, you're one of those people that you ever hear the joke where anything can be a sex toy if you're confident enough or creative enough. You're that person. You're like yes. looking at everything. You're like, what could I do with that? What could I do with this? Probably been thinking about it way too long. You're my people. You're my people. Well, awesome. So it's that, great to meet you. Thank you so much, Dr. Chris. That kind of brings us to the end great. of our interview. It was so great to have you here. Thanks. And I'm really excited for our audience to get to listen to, to your point of view. And hopefully we can all join the movement of masturbating more. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. And we've been announcing now for a couple of weeks that we are going to have a big giveaway. So this is when we're unveiling our giveaway. So because of Tanga's generosity and allowing us to learn more about their company and to uh, interview Dr. Chris Donahue, we actually have some of their products that we're giving out. So uh, it features a couple of their one-time use products as well as like one of their flagship products. You can find out more of what the giveaway includes. We're giving some other freebies as well by subscribing to our newsletter, The Nightcap. And you can find that by going to our website, nofreedrinks.com. And right on the home screen, you'll see that there is a subscribe um, where you enter your name and your email. And that's all you need. Once you do that, you'll get more information on how you can enter to win the giveaway. Uh, you can start right ahead right now, go right ahead and we'll actually be collecting entries for the next couple of weeks and we'll announce the winner pretty soon. But just make sure that you're subscribed so that you can get all the details and stay in the know. And that was our episode today. Thanks for coming. I hope it was good for you too. This is Lena D. Kisses. This is Wesley. Peace out, Girl Scouts. This is Brock. Make love, not babies. 